You're listening to the Popzara Podcast. Popzara presents the State of Gaming Podcast. What's going on, everybody? This is the State of Gaming Podcast from Popzara.com. That's right. It's gaming. It's a podcast. It's a podcast of gaming, and it's free because you don't have to talk. That's right. The scratchy voice you hear is Nathan Evans. That's right. I'm one of the co-hosts of this thing, and the other one in the background waiting to emerge is Mr. Senior Games Editor himself, Corey Gallagher. Corey, welcome back. Yeah, I'm like a, I'm like a spooky uh, spooky villain hiding in the background <laughs> waiting to lurk out. <laughs> if you were more in touch with your um, extreme side, you'd be, what do you what do you call it when you emerge from a butterfly chrysalis? I can't, Metamorphosis. I can't pronounce anything today. I apologize, people. A sore throat, getting rid of it, trying to massage it, coffee, throat, lozenges, doing everything I can, but all for you. Just like Janet Jackson said. All for you. Uh, So Corey and I were chatting slightly briefly about stuff before, and I just want to make a PSA, because Corey, you have a really nice fancy gaming headset review coming on the main site this weekend, I think, from our good friends Turtle Beach. And one of the things you pointed out, I think, was the microphone, right? Right. If you guys want to make a podcast, if you want to do something like that, make sure you have a good microphone, because some of you all... When you record these things, you sound like tin cans. Yep. Get a good microphone because you want to catch every little nuance. So if you have a sore throat, you want people to know you're sick. So they sympathize. Nate, Nate, Nate. Send are you money. saying that? Are you saying that our <laughs> podcast sounds really good thanks to the help of our friends at Turtle Beach? Thanks to all our friends. Huh. <laughs> so, especially Turtle Beach. We love you, Turtle Beach, and I wish you'd sponsor us, Turtle Beach. But no, Turtle Beach, you're good. So, but yeah, PSA, get good microphones. And if you don't know, record yourself and listen or have someone who really, really hates you give you an opinion, not someone who loves you because they love you too much. Anyway, back to this gaming thing we're talking about. Uh, Corey, we talk about games every month. We talk about what's going on in the gaming world, a little snapshot. I would like to think we're mildly eccentric, but not too much, I think. Like we hug, but we don't choke. I will say this. So what are we talking about? We're talking about July 2022. So if you're listening, we are talking about July. Getting a little late start this month. Apologies for that, but, you know, better late than never. So let's talk about what the big stuff is coming out. We're talking about the biggest games of the month. We talk The about biggest them. games of the month. Well, we've got a list of them here, actually. And uh, yeah. I think the heaviest hitter for July is one that I think a lot of people know about. That would be our cat adventure game, Stray. <laughs> You know, I uh, was on Twitter this morning and I saw CNN had a condolences. I, yeah, I know. Uh, they, I don't understand why Twitter's algorithm thinks I want to see that, but they always do. Mm-hmm. But um, the review said, so I'm not going to link to it. I'm not even going to paraphrase it. But it's one of those reviews where a game goes to the mainstream, and they say it's perfect. Oh, so, uh, I haven't, uh, I haven't played know, the game, but I'm, I've I'm seen the game. I'm this so. Pop Zora, and I wanted to use that pun. That's the problem. The actual issue is that I was going to say the same thing. Um, so you haven't played I haven't played it, but like a lot of cats around the country, I've seen it. Uh, have you seen yeah. this thing? Have you seen this phenomenon going on with this thing, with the cats watching the game? Yeah, um, you know, it's. I think part of it is because, uh, you know, I had this issue with Monster Hunter as well. Um, the cats make pretty realistic cat noises, which mm-hmm. freaks your own cat out. They do, it, I can attest that is true. That is a true yep. thing. But as for the game itself, um, you know, I don't want to use the term walking simulator because <laughs> you're actually jumping and, you know, running around doing cat stuff and solving puzzles. But um, it's pretty close to a walking simulator. There's not any combat as far as I know. You run around, yeah, you meow at stuff. You can nuzzle up with robots. It's it's super cute. Yeah, like you act like there's just an abundance of cat games out there. 
So uh, actually, you know, funny story. There are several cat games. Let me refer back to a few years ago when uh, Cat Lateral Damage came out. Okay, there are cat games. Let's be fair. There's a lot of cat games. But how many games do you actually get to be a cat, you know, acting like a cat? Final Fantasy Seven had a cat acting like a cat. Did you get to be the cat? You got to be the cat in Final Fantasy VII, absolutely, if you wanted to. Yeah, but that had cloud. Quick question, I don't know if you know anything about this, uh, because this is the studio's, what is it, B12, the developer, mm-hmm. They're, uh, which sounds like a vitamin. But uh, I was looking up, it's real hard to find out what these guys worked on, but it looks like, if you trace it, they used to work for Ubisoft Montpelier. I see. Was that the same studio that made the Rayman games? I'm afraid I don't know the top of my head, but that does sound correct. Because uh, I know what's – I know – let's just say this. I don't want to get into it, but I know Ubisoft's been in the news lately about those studios. There's been some shuffling around of ownership. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of stuff. I, I want to say – don't quote me on that. If I'm wrong on this one, you can write angry letters to Corey and you can laugh at them. But, I can't uh, wait. I want to say if this is the same studio that worked on Rayman because it just – it feels – I remember – do you remember what happened in like 2013 – when I think it was the Montpelier studio that was accusing Ubisoft of treating them badly when it was Rayman Legends coming out. I, I got to be honest. I, yeah. I have trouble staying awake for these inter, inter-game studio battles. Well, this one was different because it had, I think, Michel, uh, Michel what was his last name? Angel, the creator of Rayman. And mm-hmm. there was some kerfuffle regarding Rayman on the Wii U versus the PlayStation. I don't know. Something about bonuses or you know, some, yeah, have, something like that. I have no idea about that. Anyway, we, but, got, a, we got a cat game. Being, we got a cat game. We made a cat game. You, got you, a cat you play game. as a cat. You jump on stuff. You run around. You meow. Sometimes you push things with your cat paws. Um, <laughs> There's an achievement for, for dunking a basketball as a cat. Good luck with that one. That took me like an hour. Uh, normally, if a big game is out on something like Game Pass, we usually make a, a nod to say it. So I think it's only fair that you can say that this game's available on PlayStation Plus. That's correct. If you have the fancy version of PlayStation Plus, which I believe is the second tier, I think it's the premium that we're talking about, uh, then you have access to Stray on your PS5 or PS4, or I believe it's only PS5, uh, for the cost of your subscription. I was going to say for free, but you're one of those uh, you're one of those nitpickers who likes to say that. That's not free. You paid for it. Uh, well, actually, I was from this one, it actually could be free because I noticed some people were noticing that uh, even if you sign up before, there are certain ways to get the service for a week. So you can play ah. the game and just discontinue. But um, The game itself is only about two hours long, two to three hours long. So uh, if you have that ability to uh, get it for a week, yeah, go for it. You can finish straight pretty quickly. Yeah, so I mean, I, I again, if you can figure out how to get the game uh, legally, and that way, even if you're getting the game on Game pa- uh, excuse me, PlayStation Plus, the developers are still getting something from that. So, yeah. Yep. But that's not the only cool game coming out this month. There's a, mm. f- a few other ones, as it turns out. Let's go. So the next one is actually not out yet. So we don't really have a whole lot to say about in terms of playing it because we haven't had the chance to do so. It's not actually out. Uh, but Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is out at the end of this month. And that's – um. I'm going to be honest. I like the first couple games. I'm a little shocked to find that it's coming out so soon. Yeah, I – this is, this is one of those franchises that I don't understand. Um, I've gifted this franchise. We get a Wii U. I've, I've gifted versions of this on different platforms. Uh, didn't this come out on the 3D? No, the new 3DS years ago. So the first, so the first Xenoblade came out in the Wii initially. Mm-hmm. Um, and interesting story about that. Uh, it was originally not planned to come to the West at all. Yeah. Um, we brought it out in Japan, and uh, we weren't going to localize it. But a big a fan-based project called Operation Rainfall 
uh, convinced Nintendo to bring out Xenoblade Chronicles, the first one, um, The Last Story, I think was the other one, and mm-hmm. uh, one more game, Pandora's Tower, I think was the third one. Yeah, I remember that. And those games all came out here as a result of that, which is pretty cool. And it turns out they hit pretty hard. So then we got Xenoblade Chronicles 2, I want to say about five, six years ago, that came out in the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, and additionally, as you were saying, there are versions of Xenoblade 1 on the 3DS. Uh, there's a version on the Switch now. So there's many ways to play that one. Uh, Xenoblade 2 came out on the Switch. Uh, Xenoblade 3 coming out on the Switch at the end of this month. Yeah, so what's, I, I heard some kerfuffle going on online about the, the length of the game and, and stuff like that. What do, do we know anything about it? I'm afraid I don't know at the top of my head. Um, I will say that uh, if there's a kerfuffle, a kerfuffle about the length of the game, it would probably be that it's too short because um, I know Xenoblade One and Two are pretty long. You know what? Let me let me look into this right now. Uh, you, uh, you, I don't I don't follow role playing news online. And forgive me, audience, for I know for my sins, but let me put it this way, Corey, you can uh, you can back me up on this. The RPG world online is deep and dense um you know i gotta be honest like that's as far as fandoms go i definitely try to avoid the rpg community and at all costs i don't i don't try to follow fandoms in general to be to tell you the truth i don't have much value to me um i think the complaint is that xenoblade 3 is going to take about 70 hours which is me which means it's going to be pretty long and i don't know why we're mad about that but um i don't know why we get mad about much in video games (laughs) anyway um so much like the previous two games, every indication is Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is going to be a side quest heavy action RPG mm-hmm. uh, that you can pretty much play as long as you feel like playing it. Yep, you are gonna. How much? It's going to be sixty bucks or seventy bucks? Do we know? I think it's going to. I think we're still doing sixty bucks on the Switch. I feel. I feel like a newscaster. <laughs> like, have we heard? Do we have any news? It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, we run into. I mean, it's what we run into when we talk about games that aren't out yet, unfortunately. But I will say I'm looking forward to playing it. Uh, games that I have played, mm. though, and that you should look forward to playing if you haven't yet, Severed Steel. Yeah, I was going to ask uh, you about this one. Yeah, Severed Steel's been out for a little while on the PC, but I believe it's on our list today because it is coming to console. That's usually why it's on the list. So. Gotcha. So, yeah, coming to console, Severed Steel, pretty cool idea. Uh, you play as a character, it's some woman, she's had her arm chopped off. Uh, she replaced it with an arm cannon, kind of like Mega Man, and also she uses her other non-chopped-off arm to shoot people with a bunch of guns. I don't know if you've played uh, what to compare it to. What to compare it to? You haven't played Ultra Kill, of course. No, we. Uh, but it's you and I talked like about Ultra this. Kill. I mean, we talked about this. I think when did it come out? Last year? Uh, last two years ago. Yeah, we. I mean, do you remember there was all these weird first-person games on the PC, like uh, Super Hot? and things like that. It's, it's all yeah, these, Super Hot might yeah. be a good comparison, kind of. Yeah, and so, I mean, like, they came out, but, I mean, they these sort of things sort of have a second life on consoles now, so... That's true, that's true. I mean, I, I don't know that I could get behind the idea of playing one of these with a controller. It's just, it's really difficult, but uh, Super Souls is a good game. Uh, lots of cool stuff. You get to slide around, do a bunch of cool moves, kick people around, shoot them with your arm cannon, blast them with guns. It's exciting stuff. Um, if you're a fan of something like Max Payne, yeah, you're going to have a good time here. And, and let's and, just say this. And, let's just say this. So hyper stylized. we gotta, we got to point that out. Not, yeah, very, not very really much realistic. So. Very much so. Uh, following up with that, though, um, so this one is a really interesting from a personal level uh, because I played this, like, damn, back when I was in, like, <laughs> middle school. Yes. Um, so back in the day, Square Enix was kind of known for making a lot of RPGs and maybe not necessarily releasing them on the West. And that was rough. Um, we actually missed some Final Fantasy games. We didn't get to play Final Fantasy 2, 3, 5. Uh, hard times. And eventually, you know, they brought all those over. Uh, they brought some other games we never got to play before, and that's pretty cool, too. Uh, but one game that we never got to try out in an official sense was uh, Live Alive. Yeah. Uh, 
So you said, have you ever played? Well, you said you played this though, but so you played a version of it. Right? I, I played the Super Nintendo version of it. This, um, this was actually one of the first big name fan translated games. So did you play it? Uh, let's be let's be fair here. There's a you know there's a um, statute of limitations here, so we can be honest. Did you download a patch on a ROM? How did you experience it? Yeah, that's exactly how it went, um, and I'm sure that's how most American people have played it. They they downloaded a ROM and then patched it with a fan translation patch, mm-hmm. and that's a cool way of doing things. You know, there's a whole lot of games that do that these days, and I, I'm super into that. But when it comes down to getting something officially, I'm always mm-hmm. I'm always behind that too. Like I will happily pay for your game if you give me the ability to do, you, do it. Do you remember back when the Wii came out in 2006? I just want to diverge just for a second because it's pertinent to this. You mentioned Square Enix back in the 90s when this game mm-hmm. originally came out. Uh, right. For those who don't know, Square Enix wouldn't just not bring games out in the West. When they did, they would mislabel them, they would misnumber them, they would completely change the franchise sometimes. If you got yeah, games big, sometimes... Yeah, big reminder, in case yeah. anybody listening doesn't know yet, uh, Final Fantasy 3 on Super Nintendo is not Final Fantasy 3. Exactly. What about the Secret of Mana series? The, uh, exactly. Secret Final of Fantasy Mana Legend. Is, um, yeah. Yeah, like for instance, um, there was a sequel to Secret of Mana, if you can believe it. Um, and, and it's not just Square, though. I mean, we've gotten... Um, there's, there's kerfuffles about modern anime dubbing and most game stuff, but uh, translations weren't always right uh, because sometimes they didn't hire the best. They hired whoever showed up, and sometimes that would be like a takeout delivery driver. When the Wii came out in 2006, there was a lot of, a lot of buzz because Nintendo was allowing Japanese releases on the Wii. Untranslated sometimes, sometimes translated. Do you remember this? I like, remember that. That was actually the first time we saw some. We saw that happening. And, yeah. Um, that, that, it was that mostly had, for games yeah. where you wouldn't really care about it, like uh, shooters and such. Like, yeah. oh no, I can't understand a plot of this. The, the, like the sin three and punishment worth on, of plot. On Nintendo 64. Yeah. yeah. But sin and punishment, for instance, that's rough uh, because that does have a plot, and it would be cool to see it. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm just glad in general, and I say this a whole lot. We complain a lot about how the modern gaming industry is terrible and yada, yada, yada. But uh, today, or rather yesterday, I could purchase and download a fully Western translated mm. remake of Live well, Alive. Let's, um, I want to go one step further to merge the two topics. If you get the Nintendo Online service right now, boom, you can play Earthbound, the Japanese NES Earthbound completely translated, but direct from Nintendo. You don't have to pay for it. It's, uh, you probably you probably wouldn't want to, but you could. But you could, and that's what yep. I'm saying. And you know, you and there's other stuff there, like like what you just said. There has never ever ever been a better time to be a fan of games because there's just so much available to you. Like you you will run out of you before you run out of game. Let's go with that. Anyway, yep. live alive. Um, basically, we've got a whole bunch of different characters from different time periods that each have their own little segmented RPGs. You've got a whole variety of, of concepts here. Like one of the one of the characters, our, our modern day character, is a wrestler, and uh, his his <laughs> scenario is basically like in a, like a, a fighting game. He fights enemies and he learns their moves and so on and so forth. Um, we've got a caveman. The caveman section is cool because he doesn't speak any he doesn't speak language. Language doesn't exist yet. So um, all the dialogues and emoticons, which yeah, that's a neat idea. Mm-hmm. Um, We've got a ninja character, and the ninja's story is a, a stealth-based thing, so you don't actually ever have to fight any enemies. Um, just a whole bunch of cool ideas like that, and they all kind of come together eventually. Um, there's additional content in this version as well, so if you play it before, you can play it again. And all that's wrapped together with um, the graphics engine. looks like it's from uh, Triangle Strategy and Octopath Traveler. So the yeah. game looks fantastic. It plays really well. Um, mercifully, it tells you where to go. There's a radar that informs you where you're going next, so anybody can play it. Well, I know I know it's not a big deal for you, but there's one thing I know our producer Chris wanted me to mention too is the composer is the great the one of the greats from Japanese 
uh, soundtrack compositions. Oh, yeah, that it's, guy. Um, no, guy, Yoko Shimura. <laughs> oh, yeah, her. Yeah, hey, that, that, that awesome guy dude. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that, that person. Great. If, no, seriously, if you don't know who Yoko uh, Shimomura is, please look her up. Uh, I'll just say this. Street Fighter Two. I'll just say Final Fight. I'll just say Kingdom Hearts. I'll just say Super Mario RPG. I think she did Xenoblade Chronicles as well. I, maybe she did a couple tracks in Street Fighter Four. I'm not Street Fighter Four. Um, Street Rage Four. She's a legend, and she's still at it. So there you go. Point being, it's pretty cool stuff. She's and pretty you should cool. Probably check out Live Alive if you're into uh, RPGs at all. Um, and again, even if you played it before on the Super Nintendo, uh, this translation is much better. The gameplay is much better because you actually know what the moves do. Uh, there's additional content. Please give it a shot. Next up, mm-hmm. uh, Loop Mancer. Loop Mancer. Uh, Loop Mancer is interesting to me from a personal perspective because it was the first game I played on my brand new shiny Steam Deck. I was going to say, which we will get into before we conclude this, so... There's your pull. Yep. Stay tuned. So Loopmancer uh, has you following a detective who, uh, whenever he is killed, he wakes up again. It's like that old Bill Murray movie. Uh, what's it called? What about Bob? Yeah, that, that's the <laughs> oh, one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, we'll say Groundhog's Day. Let's go. Yep. Yeah, so it's very similar to that. Um, it's a side-scrolling kind of roguelike sort of thing. Whenever you die, you come back to life. Uh, you get to upgrade your skills and your stats each time you die and play again to become stronger and stronger. Um, as you repeatedly loop, you can get new weapons, which makes each run more exciting. There is a plot, and the plot changes based on what you choose to do in each run, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool, too. Like, you don't see a lot of roguelikes doing that. It's, uh, honestly, everything you describe except the aesthetic sounds almost like Deathloop. So... Yeah, very similar to Deathloop. Um, I will also say it's pretty cool from the perspective of being a very, very Chinese game. Mm-hmm. You don't see, I mean, well, you do see a lot of those, but they tend to focus on, for instance, RPGs. You don't see a lot of this kind of action sort of stuff. Um, so from that perspective, it's cool, too. Yeah, if you're into Chinese culture at all, yeah, take a Loop Master a look. And again, Steam Deck, great game for it. <laughs> okay, uh, let's let's do something that's exactly like Loop Mancer. Yeah, exactly like Loop Mancer. So like Loop Mancer, this, uh, this series was killed off, and it died, and it didn't come back for a long time, but now it's looping back to the beginning, and we're seeing it again. You can now play Klonoa 1 and 2 on your PC, and I believe also on the Switch and maybe the PS something or another. Uh, point being, uh, the Klonoa Fantasy Reverie series. It's got Klonoa 1 and 2. Um, I believe they're the Wii remasters. They look real good. They run real good. Am I crazy? Speaking of Groundhog's Day, right? Am I crazy for thinking I've seen these Klonoa games before, like again and again? Because I've... I've I remember when I know Klonoa, right? But how many times have they re-released Klonoas? So not actually all that often. That's an interesting point. Uh, Klonoa is kind of interesting from a franchise perspective because uh, not only has it not gotten any sequels for God knows how long, it's become increasingly difficult to get a copy and play it. Yeah? Well, legally, anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, we're not talking about that, of course. But, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, from the perspective of playing it legally, I mean, yeah, it was hard. I mean, I th- I'm pretty sure the Wii game is pretty pricey these days. It's rough. But um, you can do it now. It exists. Uh, these games play a bit like, uh, what am I going to compare it to? Mischief Makers on the N64. Yeah, they don't really make 2.5 platform games anymore. That's right. Yeah, maybe for, uh, can I be honest with you, Corey? Uh, probably for the best. Like, I, I just, it I comes never... And goes. These I, Klonoa games are pretty good. I mean, no, I mean, Klonoa's fine, but, you know, like you said, Mischief Makers, there's so many other 2.5 games. Uh, I will say this, though. There is one kick-ass 2.5 game you will probably never see again for lots of reasons. One, it's made by Konami, 
It's based on a Japanese IP. I, it bombed. I don't think anybody ever played it. Uh, I think it's called Goemon's Great Adventure. It was on the Goemon's Great Adventure. See, speaking of that Steam yeah. Deck, I definitely have a copy of that on there. Anyway, it's a Do solid you, game. You should take a look. Um, but you, you should also wait, be wait, wait, wait. You, you played Goemon's Great Adventure? Yeah. Really? You yeah, are the only that, person I've ever met that's played that it's game. It's got those really good parts where you ride around the giant robot, and it's got a whole theme song and everything. I love those yeah. parts. Back when Konami yeah. made great stuff. So. Yeah, no, that stuff was fantastic. But uh, oh, wow. speaking of games that are also fantastic. Okay, this is uh, – I just put this on because this is – this is. I hate to say it, it's kind of a phenomenon. So, yeah, well, the phenomenon that is uh, – oh, we're skipping on the list. I see what you're doing. <laughs> that, oh, no, 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 no. You know what? You know what? It's a phenomenon that can wait. Let's let's do the penultimate game for the month. Okay, the penultimate game for the month is yeah. Madison. Madison, um, so I'm going to tell you guys a story, and I'm sure you've heard it before, but I'll tell it to you again. Back in the day, our boys at Konami released a, I guess it's like a playable, a playable, te- a playable teaser is what it's called, PT, um, for a game that would eventually become to be known as Silent Hills. Um, that game got canceled, never released. Uh, you can no longer download the playable teaser. If it's on your PlayStation, your PlayStation is probably worth some money, so look into that. Um, point being, the game never actually came out, and a whole lot of studios decided they wanted a piece of the action that was sprung up when PT did really well, and Madison is one of those games. But no Norman Reedus. No Norman Reedus. That's very unfortunate. He's busy doing Death Stranding. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I haven't really looked into Madison much. As much as I like horror games, um, I just really haven't had the space for it. What, what do you know about Madison? Uh, you know, what? I'll be honest. When I first looked at Madison, I could not distinguish it from any number of other games. If I'm just being clear, but that's the problem I have with first-person games sometimes is that right. they, they re- you know, the, the good ones require atmosphere. Madison looks very much like a game that came out last year called uh, Visage. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. Exactly. Everything I just said applies. <laughs> so. Yeah, it looks very much like Visage. Uh, looking over here at the Steam page, because we're a professional podcast, it's a first-person psychological horror game. Uh, use a camera, take some pictures. That looks pretty exciting. There's some what spooky the, monsters. Uh, what was that other horror game <clears throat> take pictures? Uh, you Fatal Frame. Yeah, Fatal Frame. Like... Pretty much, you know what's funny? Horror Project vi- Zero in Japan. Horror video games are based on like like a set number of tropes. Yeah. And it's all about how you take those tropes and you just make the most of it. And it's just like, what is it? Ghosts, children, spooky children, photographs, monsters. Like what else is there? You know, it's funny that you should mention all this stuff because yeah. there's another game that we're about to talk about that has all of those things. Yeah? Which one's that? The Ghost. Of crud on your walls. The spooks. I don't think you're even joking. That's the thing. <laughs> I think it does have those things. It does. It does. There's spooky, yeah. spooky crud ghosts. There's the evil dirt children. But you can take care of all those. You aren't afraid of no dirt ghosts because you have a power washer and power wash simulator. See, this is this is when I know I'm lost. Like I've lost the I've lost the plot. Like when I when I first heard of power wash simulator. I didn't understand what people were talking about, and then I dug into it because I, you know, it's what I do, and I realized I, I just, I missed the boat. What's going on? Um, it's a power wash simulator. Stuff is dirty. Use your power washer. Clean it off. That's the game. Yeah, but it's like it goes further than that, doesn't it? Like, uh... no, no, that's the game. <laughs> they, uh, did you see those? I was at, I was at Micro Center. Uh, if you don't know what Micro Center is, it's like the only gate. It's like the only tech store that's available anymore. And they ha- they are now selling pre-rigs of like multi-monitor. Uh, have you seen these things? Uh, like f- three, four monitors where you can do like truck simulators. 
Fancy. with full rigs. And there's people online that are setting up the most audacious things you've ever seen. Like you and I were talking about this with Flight Simulator, I think, last year, mm-hmm. about how we were talking about Flight Simulator coming home to the console. And there's going to be somebody with this 85-inch screen. No, these people are replicating trucks. Like, the Sim games... Like, I was thinking about this. I saw this guy with a uh, setup that probably cost... This may be the first grand. time, folks, you ever hear somebody yeah. compare Power Wash Simulator to Truck Simulator because they're not alike at all. He uses Power Wash things. Right, but what I mean is, like, people like people say, well, why, why do you do that? Why do you wash things? Why do you wash these things? And I thought to myself, I was looking at the footage for Power Wash. I have not played the games. I think it's available... Um, I think it took off when it came to Game Pass. I think that was... The- it is on Game Pass, yeah. It's yeah. Been released. It's been in early access for about a year now, and it's now it's on Game Pass. If you want to take a look, that's uh, readily available. But I think that's when it like hit the culture. You know what I mean? Like when yep. it became available. It looks like it's basically... Uh, what was that game What was that game that came out on Atari? Uh, not not Qbert, but similar to Qbert. Was it Tempest? Where you just you know where you you know that psychedelic game where you just have to like connect like the the angles and boom like a, a you never played Tempest. You're thinking of Kicks. Oh, Kicks, Kicks. That's you're exactly. Yes. Right. By the way, if you're listening at home, that's Q I X, right? Yes. And that game was an almost impossible to play on Game Boy. But but you know what I'm talking about? Like if you look at the core gameplay of Power Wash Simulator, I think it's just that it's like Super Mario Sunshine meets Kicks. Yeah, sure. And people like it. And I, but I, I'm looking at it, it looks like they're adding like story modes to it. They're adding something to it. But yeah, but it's popular. Yeah, there, there's absolutely a campaign. You can check it out. It's on Game Pass. Give it a look. Hey, but yeah. you know what else we got to talk about? We have here a big old list of NPD yes. stuff. Now, uh, most recently, the NPD talks about mobile spending, which is interesting. That's gone down. Gone way down. In fact, uh, we don't. We're not going to get into it. But there was a story elsewhere. That said, for the first time ever, Apple's App Store, which is the biggest app store by leaps and bounds, apps actually made more money than games for the first time. And the reason for that was subscriptions, you know, like, well, subscriptions, everything. Guess what, gamers? Guess what's coming to your system soon? NFTs have failed. Get ready for subscriptions on everything. Yep. Please look forward to it. Uh, like, so yeah, that's the biggest, most important news is that uh, mobile spending is down somewhat. Uh, the PS5 has done fantastic, mm-hmm. but the Switch continues to be on top. However, comma, when we talk about NPD, that's not really what we're concerned with. We are mostly concerned with this big old list of games. Mm-hmm. Like I said, hardware is hardware, but you know, if you don't have hardware, you can't sell games. But if you have hardware, you can sell games. Yep, so, so let's go ahead and knock these out real quick. Number 20 is Miles Morales. Uh, so we're actually seeing... Uh, a remaster of the original Spider-Man coming to PC pretty soon. Please look mm-hmm. forward to it. Yep. Yep. Uh, number 19 is The Quarry. I've not played this one, despite being The Quarry. Um, <laughs> but what I've heard is it's very similar to titles like Until Dawn and uh, the Dark Pictures uh, Chronicles, or whatever they call well, it. We, Dark Pictures. We chatted about this last month. I mean, the the company considers it the, the spiritual successor, I think. Ah, I see. Yeah, yes. either way, I still haven't played it, um, but it looks pretty good. It's <laughs> okay. number 19, so check it out. I'll say this, uh, though. I'll say this, though, Corey. I actually think people think this is a video game version of Stranger Things. Uh, you know what? I didn't even think about that. You're absolutely right, mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. It explains why it's so high up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of things that are high up, number 18, Pokemon Legends Arceus is up here, and that's exciting because the new Pokemon games are coming out probably next year. Please look forward to that. Number 17, Sonic Origins. I don't know why people are buying this. Uh, movies, movies hot right now. Uh, again, you, you, 
you know exactly why, because that's the argument you always make, despite all the complaints and all the, you know, the biatching online about the quote-unquote fans. Nobody seems to listen to them. The people will buy this stuff. The game is cheap enough, and it's from all accounts. You played it, right? You've seen it. You've. I have not played it? Sonic Origins, but I have <clears> seen it. I'll say this. I'll say this. Um, haven't played it either. Haven't seen it in personal. It looks like it's just a mediocre package, and that's just an unqualified opinion. Sega, I'm sorry, I haven't played it. So that's all I want to talk about. Sonic Origins. is what it is. What it is. Number sixteen, Fire Emblem Warriors: Three Hopes. Let me tell you guys, if you <laughs> like Three Houses, this game is fantastic, and you should play it. Uh, without getting too deep into talking about that, we'll move on. Number fifteen, mm-hmm. Smash Ultimate. Fourteen is the Demon Slayer game. Uh, that's Demon Gotta Slayer. Gotta say the Kimetsu whole title. No say the whole title. Uh, <laughs> Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba: The Hinokami Chronicles. See, it just rolls off the tongue. Effortless. Um, so I don't know. Of course, you haven't watched Demon Slayer. You're not, you're not really an anime fan, right? You don't like no, but I am. But much? I am surrounded by anime. You do realize that like half the staff is anime. Like, well, could, you know what? Okay, I'm not going to bore you with the story. I used to be. I was an anime fan before it was anime. I just grew out of it. I can't. I can't do it anymore, man. I can't do it. It's crazy. But I'll tell you, you know, this. If, I, if that ever happens movie? to me, I hope to pass away in my sleep. But this is not a new game. No, right? no. This game has been around for a couple years now, in fact. Um, I'm is guessing because it is now available on the Switch. Really? Is that – okay. And as we all know, and this is not a prejudice. This is just a statement of fact. The Switch moves games. Sure does. It really it does. It also moves games like Monster Hunter Rise, which is on the list because the Again. expansion pack Sunbreak is here. Now, is this available only on the Switch or is this available on the PC as well? It is also available on PC, and if you have a choice, I'd say you should probably play it there. The, yeah, but you know what, though? The funny thing is, and I think this is going to be an interesting thing when we talk about the Steam Deck more and more. Uh, what about the people who just want to play their stuff outside? Like, the Switch has changed that for these people. That's absolutely true, but the Steam Deck can also do that. So if mm-hmm. you happen to get one of those, that's a fantastic option. Of course, as we'll discuss later, the exactly. odds of you getting one of those are pretty low. Number 12 is F-122. 11 is Call of Duty Vanguard. 10 is <laughs> Minecraft. 9 is Final Fantasy. 7 Remake. 8 is Kirby. 7 I'm sorry, Kirby and the Forgotten Land specifically. Eight is Switch Sports. Six is Mario Kart 8. Five is Overwatch. That's on the list did you because... Hear, did you hear about this? Uh, yesterday, I think, the developers of Overwatch put out a missive to Nintendo saying that Nintendo can have any character they want for Smash Brothers. Really? Mm-hmm. It's a shame we are done making characters for Smash Brothers. Are they, yeah, they said that, but I think there's, it's just a way to draw attention to the upcoming Overwatch 2. That's true, and that is incidentally the reason that this is on the list, because Overwatch 2 is coming out. It's going to be free to play, by the way. Please look forward to that. Yep. Uh, four is MLB The Show 22. Three is Mario Strikers Battle League. I've played some of this. You mm-hmm. actually uh, have been getting me to review it, and it'll be, the review will be up this, soon, uh, but it's a pretty solid game. This game is one of those things. I know you don't follow social media, and neither do I to an extent, but this is one of those games like Power Wash Simulator that has become extremely popular online with people. Uh, it's taken on a non-gaming aspect where people are talking about this and that, and I think Nintendo is uh, feeding it a little bit by talking about DLC and updates. So, yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I don't quite understand it. I'll just call it the. Can Conan you play O'Brien as effect. Waluigi? I don't know. Can you? Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, number two is Lego. St- you can, by the way. Okay. Uh, number two <laughs> is Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga, a big uh, hit. which interesting from the perspective in that it's kind of a shooter rather than the usual platforming stuff. It's got some platform elements, but it's not a shooter, and it's, it's pretty good. Um, uh, number one's Elden Ring, of course. Um, I gotta make a mea culpa and say that, you know, you and I both thought uh, the LEGO Star Wars game might come and go, but it's kind of hung around. Kind of hung around. I've definitely been tempted to take a look at it myself, just because it's not gone anywhere. It's fascinating. It's, um, I'll just say this, uh, there is a connection to gaming on this a little bit. 
Uh, have you seen the Minions movie, The Rise of Gru? Of course not. Well, uh, uh, it's very positively reviewed on Popzar by our own Ethan Brem. I'll say that. He's a big fan of it. I see. Uh, so the people that wrote and directed that movie, their next film is the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yikes. How about that? And uh, there is, uh, we're going to talk about this later, but Nintendo apparently just purchased a movie studio. They just purchased an animation studio. And um, a lot of the people involved in those films made the Lego movies. So there you go. That's pretty cool. Speaking of things that are cool, let's go ahead and knock out everything else. We're going to go up from the bottom here Um, uh, because some of these are easier to talk about than others. The first one is that the Resident Evil series on Netflix has gotten very poor reviews. And uh, do you know why that is? Well, I'll just say this. Did you see the last Netflix attempt that came out last year called Welcome to Raccoon City? And I did not see that. Was it not good? It was not. <laughs> um, I see. <laughs> see, what I was going to say is what I've the, – the bit that I've been seeing on social media is that anybody who doesn't like it is racist or sexist. Is that accurate? Um, that's just – that's the old chestnut. Uh, first of all, the new Resident Evil series, which I have not seen, has Lance Reddick in it. Lance Reddick is awesome. If you've, I see. You, if you've ever seen John Wick, Lance Reddick is there. He's awesome. He's the new Wesker, I think. You know, that's just, this is how Hollywood is now. Um, and forgive me for the terminology. It's just what it is. We race swap characters. Well, we don't have any other ideas. We take a character who used to be white. We turn them black. They almost never do anything else. And that's totally fine if the actor's awesome. But the but that can't excuse poor writing, poor acting. It can't excuse poor plotting. can't excuse poor, poor whatever. You know, what, I, what yeah. I've heard about it is that it's, it feels like a CW teen drama that happens to have zombies in it. Well, I did watch most of the Halo show. I don't usually mm-hmm. give up on TV. Because, um, you know, I, full disclosure, I haven't been, I've been a little under the weather the last couple months. And so I watch a lot of TV to help pass the time. And uh, the Halo show is terrible. It is really next level bad. It is not fantastic. That's is, true. Hey, is, you know what else? Yeah, but anyway, I, I haven't watched Netflix. Look, I haven't watched this show on Netflix. It looks atrocious. That doesn't mean it can't be fun. Atrocious can be fun. But if you have Netflix, what are you waiting for? Just watch it, make up your own mind. You know what else is atrocious and not yeah. fun? Hmm. The fact that Kazuki Takahashi, the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh, is dead. Yeah, at 62. I mean, not 62, but 60 as well. It's fortunate that my hand has Monster Reborn. What did, did, we, did, he, did he say what he passed away from? Uh, he was apparently scuba diving and he died. Like From what I've heard, he was scuba diving by himself, which incidentally, if you don't know, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, dude's dead. Very sad. Um, I did not put it on the list, but if we're talking about Japanese luminaries that passed away, um, you know, we we do want to just give an R.I.P. to the late Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, who was assassinated is, this month. Yeah let's, yeah, let's not talk too much about that. That's not quite well, gaming related. No, as it's only game related. As that, do you remember when the Olympics were held and he was st- he starred in that uh, advert and Super Mario appeared? I see. And so, I mean, he was willing to do that, and so he did have a sense of humor. And so I just—it's always tragic when something like that happens. So just you know, as a sign of respect to Kazuki and Shinzo, R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Indeed. Hey, uh, speaking of Rip, uh, the Xbox has gotten Discord chat. Yeah, uh, but it's via a smartphone app, and you already had Discord on your well, smartphone, so who cares? So how is that different from Nintendo's voice chat? I I actually have no idea. I also don't know why you would use either of these options exactly. instead of just using Discord on your phone, which gonna, you've already had gonna, for years now. I was going to ask you about that. Like, why would anybody use that? I I do not know. It seems <laughs> I I don't know. Anyway, uh, Bayonetta three. Bayonetta three is coming out. Um, few months i believe uh bayonetta 3 is cool because it's going to give you the option to play with all of the titillating bits 
turned down via its naive <laughs> angel mode. I love this And so that's much. if you want to play in the living room with your, your kids or your <laughs> wife or your, your parents. Corey, um, I know you don't know this story. I know you don't. If you do, well, you know what? You played uh, Goemon's Great Adventure, so whatever. You may know this. I did. There was a story uh, years and years ago about how this production company was trying to make the world's most expensive porno, and it was pirate-themed. And they spent all this money. I do remember this. You remember this? this. And yeah. They, and they couldn't get their money back, so they kept having to edit it and edit it. And eventually they edited it down to like a PG-13 movie. Yep. And, I do remember this. And so Bayonetta 3, someone said, you know what, Bayonetta 3, let's make it child-friendly. Well, just... now there is a child-friendly version of Bayonetta 3. <laughs> uh, most likely a great choice for you Western players out there. So, hey, it's fantastic. Hey. Um, a couple other things we want to talk about real quick. Well, Teenage Mutant Ninja um, Turtles Shredder's Revenge real, real quick, has sold a million copies. Look, I got to say, look, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. I got to go back to Bayonetta for a second. Um, you always, you and I differ. I think games are art. You always say they're not. Okay. Correct. Um, can we agree to disagree or, on that? But can we just agree on one thing about Bayonetta? Um, we talk a lot about like, there's a lot of stuff. I'm sorry. It's just so funny to me. It reminds me of the old blood code on the Genesis, um, you know, in Green Blood. But uh, it's sweat. It's green sweat, or just what was that game, Dead or Alive, when you had the boob mode, where you could turn off the physics on the on the breasts so they wouldn't move like Jello. Um, you understand this is mocking, right? This is a mocking feature, right? This yeah, is not absolutely. meant to be seriously. You know, there's a whole there was a whole thing. It was like here we are in 2022, and you get more risque like what's the word, scintillating games on Nintendo platforms in the West that you do on Sony. So at least there's an option. So if you want to, if you as an adult want to share Bayonetta with your children, go ahead. Just whatever. It's America. Hey, knock yourself out. The option yeah, is there. I'm sorry. Hey. But the option is also there to purchase and play Teenage Mutant Ninja mm. Turtles Shredder's Revenge, which has sold a million copies. Um, but it's also on Game Pass, so you don't really need to buy it. Uh I only bring this up because, again, this is a game that clearly did really well, and had it been available in physical form, it probably would have been on the list above, but it's not, because that's just how NPD is limited. Um, yep. You and I both like this game a lot. Do you think it's going to have longevity? Because I know there's another Turtle game coming out next month. Well, I the, could the compilation definitely... Thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's the, uh, I think it's called the Cowabunga Bundle or something like that. Basically, yeah. it's uh, all those old TMNT brawlers can be in re-release, which is nice. Yeah. Um, so as longevity goes, yeah, I mean, everybody loves the Turtles. It's been the case since the 90s, for sure. Quick question, though. Uh, Casey Jones, is he, yep. is he worth it? I mean, you have Raphael already. That's true. I do, uh, in, all, in all seriousness, though, I, did, I, did, I do like the game quite a bit. And the soundtrack, which, again, I know it's not your big cup of tea, but the soundtrack, uh, I forget the guy who made Tio Lopez, I think his name is. Uh, it's really good. Uh, I really like the soundtrack on this. There's even death metal. There's like several stages where they actually have entire songs, like hip hop and death metal. Yeah, they did. Their, they did their work. Go play the game. It's on Game Pass. Absolutely worth a look. Hey, the Sega Genesis Mini mm. Two is going to be a thing. I saw that. So I know you're excited. Uh, of course I am. Yeah, they are available for pre-order right now. You can get one for a hundred bucks ish. It's going to uh, be coming out on October 27th. It's going to have a bunch of games. Please look forward to that. It's going to be have a bunch. Uh, they, it's a little confusing this time because it's going to be more powerful. It's going to have Sega CD games, or excuse me, Mega CD and Sega CD. Um, yep. They haven't quite said what the full lineup's going to be, but I think Corey, what's going to happen is Amazon's actually handling the importation this time, not Sega. That's so true. Um, they're going to be handled direct from Japan. I think there's going to be library changes and localization changes. 
quite so, possible. So uh, I don't know. I, I, I saw that some of the Japanese stuff, and it looks interesting. Um, the Genesis Mega Drive had a lot of really good games in Japan that never came out here. Um, still, if you have a Switch with the... Um, what do they call it on the Switch? The the online system, the expansion? With the, the expansion pack. With the, yeah, the, <laughs> I feel so stupid. The expansion pack, I they have been putting Japanese... Uh, excuse me, localized Japanese software. One of the games is Alien Soldier from uh, Treasure. And it's almost unplayable because it's so difficult. But play it because you'd never played it in English before. Yep. So support, yeah, option support, is there. Take a support, look. Support the games. So a couple things that we uh, have come out lately that I've yes. given a shot and that we've written about or we'll be writing about. The first one is the new PlayStation Plus. Yes. Now we say new PlayStation Plus. What it actually is is kind of a combination of uh, the old PlayStation Plus and the old PlayStation Now. In other words, you have the option to access a whole big buttload of games if you're paying your subscription. There are different subscription tiers. Um, you can even play on PC if you want to. Not sure why you'd want to, but the option is there. You do need a controller, by the way. Just to be clear. Get a controller. Right. Now, that's an interesting point, too, because um, if you are playing games on PC, uh, you probably have an Xbox controller. That's true, <laughs> which means you probably have access to other things. Yes, exactly. Nevertheless, um, if you have a PS5, PS4... Uh, y- so again, I think I mentioned in our last podcast, my biggest issue with it is the fact that uh, I already own most of these games. Yeah, I, I will say this, though. It, it, for whatever reason, for emulation reasons, because I know it's uh, there's different system architectures, there's licensing things, there's just availability. It's very, very difficult. Like, Sony has not made it easy to uh, keep up with one console the way, like, maybe Microsoft has or even – and Nintendo, don't even get me started. They They have no system right there. My biggest thing, the biggest complaint about the PlayStation, the new PlayStation Plus, Corey, has been the tiers are confusing. Is that true? Um, I don't especially think so. Um, I think they're pretty well described when you're purchasing one. Uh, the biggest difference is if you get the big fancy tier, uh, you have access to a whole bunch of remastered slash re-released uh, PS1 games. What's, uh, what's the cost of that? Is it like 20 bucks? 18? About 15 bucks. 15? It might so. be 18. Do they offer a yearly subscription? They do, and it's a little bit cheaper. And in fact, it gets cheaper and cheaper the the better tier you purchase and the longer you purchase it for. I know, uh, well, we we mentioned this before, Stray is a marquee title available on one of the tiers. That's true. If you get the premium tier, you can access Stray right now. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, you've, you've had more time with it than I have. I've had zero time with it, so by default. So, do you recommend it for, who do you recommend it for? It really comes down, um, if you are getting a new PS5, for instance, now that they're becoming more available, um, I would highly recommend it then. But if you are a longtime PlayStation fan, um, you probably have all these games already. What about the, it's also, but it's, uh, what about if you just want multiplayer? Um, then yeah, get the cheap version, and there's still some cool stuff with that. You'll get games every month, same as it's always been. Okay, and to be fair, to be fair, uh, Game Pass has sort of separated itself into some tiers as well that are a little confusing, so... It's not just Sony. So, all right. Uh, f- I think we got one more thing to chat about. And yeah, last thing we're talking about is uh, we mentioned the Steam Deck earlier, and Ooh. I've actually got one. I'm checking it out. I've been playing it for about a couple weeks now. Yeah, you finally got it. You've, you were patient. Your patience has weighed off, uh, paid waited, off. Waited for a year to get this thing. <laughs> so let's talk real quick. It's not a review, but an over- just give us a quick thing. So what version did you get? Uh, so I got the big fancy version, the 512 gigabytes with the fancy anti-glare screen and yada, yada, yada. Because my thought was always is if you're going to spend a lot of money on something like this, you know, go all the way. Mm-hmm. 
as, oppo and as opposed to the cheapest version, which on paper looks like you should avoid. Yeah, I, I'm not even sure if you can actually improve the storage on that one, so it's definitely not worth – yeah, I would skip that one entirely. Okay, so give us a little overview before we head out. So are we calling it Steam Deck or Game Deck? What are we calling it? This is the Steam Deck. Not sure where you got Game Deck from. Okay, well, there's so many things. There's so many decks out there. Can we just agree? So There is there is one deck. Anyway. One deck. Um, there is one singular thing called a deck. Uh, anyway, the Steam Deck is a basically a handheld PC. It runs a version of Linux called SteamOS. Uh, you are able to switch back and forth from using Steam to messing about with the OS directly. So if you want to install new games, if you want to uh, mess with emulators, those options are all there. Uh, it's very cool. Uh, a lot of performance for a thing this small, too. That's the biggest reason you want to check one out. Um I've played Elden Ring on it. I've played Monster Hunter Rise, Devil May Cry 5. Everything runs like a dream. It's beautiful. Now, when you say small, though, let's say the most popular thing on the planet is the Switch. So if you had to, for someone who can't visually see it, how would you compare the sizes to the two? So uh, it's about the same size width-wise as the Switch, but it, it's much larger. It's bulkier. So it's definitely not the kind of thing that you could stuff in your pocket, for sure. What about uh, weight? Uh, much heavier, too. Now, thankfully, the version I got comes with the carrying case. So... Mm -hmm. If that's a concern, you know, it's got a little handle. You can just shove it in there and feel comfortable taking it places with you. Okay. And uh, really quick, a lot of people have, myself included, to be fair, have talked about criticism. So if someone is reading all the reviews and they're hearing negative, 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 what do you say if if that's going to be their deciding factor? What would you say to um, those people? I mean, to be honest, I haven't really been watching the reviews. I only know what I've experienced myself, and that's been that it's been a pretty pleasant experience. Um, now, keeping in mind, I have a pretty large Steam library. Mm -hmm. uh, by pretty large, you know, 3,500 games. <laughs> so um, a significant portion of those run pretty well, and I've had no issues. In fact, even when it doesn't explicitly say it'll run well, pretty good shot it might anyway. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, worth a look. Um, it's a little bit more uh, – there's more tinkering involved. There's something like the Switch. Like um, if you want to run emulators and such, you absolutely can. It's a very simple process, but it is a process. It is, it's not just uh, – it comes with that. You have to actually install that yourself. Um, there's also a lot of tinkering options as far as performance goes. So if you want to like boost up your battery life, you can actually turn down the max frame rate, turn down the, uh, the texture filtering and so on. Like a PC. Yeah, very, very much like a PC, um, which might be off-putting to people who are just used to a switch, maybe want something a bit more straightforward. But if you're more of a tinkerer and you want to, you know, more of a power user, this is a solid choice, I think. And I think it's the only other choice because there is no competition for Microsoft or Sony anymore in the mobile space. Like, so there's definitely similar devices like the Aya Neo, mm -hmm. but um, those have a lot of myriad issues. I think the biggest one I've heard is that they're mostly Chinese built, which means that they often come with uh, malware pre-installed oh, that wow. will wow. that will spread throughout your home network if you happen to use one. And uh, I know people talk about have gotten Windows running on it fairly successfully once the drivers are updated, but the appeal is this is the fact that valve runs the os so they can sort of control the experience that's true um one of the nice things about the steam deck is that any game you run if it's verified which is a kind of a process to make sure it runs well um it will automatically configure itself to run nicely on the steam deck you don't have to worry about anything it's just boop you're in there you go you're good um as for installing windows that's definitely an option but the problem with that right now is that a uh, dual boot is not an option so if you install windows you are actually losing your uh your steam os yeah, and I think I think again that the appeal would be that the games would be optimized to run on a smaller OS because Windows is a giant. It's not gonna it's gonna leave a much bigger footprint anyway, and probably take more resources. Right. So, uh, yeah. So I mean, that's again not a full review, but it passes the gory sniff test 
first? Yeah, four or four beers coming, and I, I sniffed it, and I sniffed it. <laughs> Any final thoughts before we head out? Um, I'm trying to think of anything that's coming out lately or that's coming up. Uh, right now, we're in the middle of summer, and used to be back in the day, you got no games. Right now, you just get fewer games. So enjoy what you got, and get your, oh. uh, get your backlog done, and look forward to the upcoming holiday season. And I don't know where you're at, but there was an interesting story about the Steam Deck and the Switch put out by the company saying it's too hot to play outside. So depending on where you're at, probably not a good idea to take your uh, fancy console out in 100-degree-plus weather. Hey, it's worth considering. Yeah, and if you do, well... That's an achievement. So, And with that, you have been listening to the State of Gaming Podcast from Popstar.com. Again, apologies for any scratchiness. It cannot be avoided. Uh, This has been Nathan Evans, managing editor of Popstar.com. The other voice you hear is none other than senior games editor, Mr. Corey Gallagher. Corey, thank you again for everything. Hey, thank you. Reviews incoming. Everybody, stay cool, stay safe. We will see everybody on the next level. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the PopZara Podcast. For more quality original content, check out PopZara.com for the latest reviews and previews in gaming, movies, tech, and more.